Namaste and a very warm welcome to the listeners of this podcast. Welcome to the What Is Now podcast. My name is Saqib and I have my friend Charles with me. Hi, Charles. Hello, Saqib. So the idea of this podcast is that we just be in the present moment and whatever comes up, we discuss that. And let's see what comes up today. And we begin with silence. So Charles will be guiding in that silence. Charles, you can go ahead with that. It sounds good. So each time we've started with just a minute of sitting in silence together, and you'll hear a bell to start and finish that time with no other instruction than to just maybe stop whatever it is that you're doing. You don't need to stop, but if you're willing to come to a stop, come to a pause, notice all of the momentum that has built up from the beginning of the day until now, and then use this minute maybe as a reset and really open back up to just what's happening right now in your present moment experience. And then after that minute, we will see whatever comes up and, and go from there. Are you ready? Yes. Go ahead and start the minute and end it with the sound of a bell. So how was the one minute for you? I noticed that that one went pretty fast for me mm -hmm. and that I, I didn't really dip into deep sort of stillness, which sometimes occurs for whatever reason, I felt very much kind of like on the surface, mm -hmm. however you would describe that just kind of, I stayed sort of where I was from before, in a way. Mm -hmm. What about for you? For me, it's uh, it was, I think one question came up. And as you said, it was also, uh, today it was a slight difficult, slightly difficult for me to get into that present moment. And there were thoughts in my mind. And I don't know if this question popped up from the thoughts or was it an insight? Or was it like something my awareness wanted to ask? And the question was, what am I feeling? And the question indicated, I think that what is the emotion that I'm feeling right now? So is it happiness? Is it bliss? Is it uh, sadness? And then there was a slight confusion in my mind. And I was thinking that how do I find out the emotion? You know, I can maybe tell that uh, okay, what is it? How my body is feeling right now? Maybe how am I sitting right now? 
but the question that how am i feeling right now it might be a broad question because i think a lot of think factors can come into that uh kind of what is the energy that i'm feeling right now uh where in my body am i feeling that is it is it in my heart is it somewhere else so the question that how do i tell that how am i feeling right now uh, got me into a state of confusion actually hmm. and uh, yeah i was not figure able to figure out the answer yet <laughs> yeah did did you have that's such an interesting question the answer to or the question of how am i feeling right now um i th- think we can develop such like automatic language of emotion like this means sad yes. or this means happy or this means bored yeah. but w- what are those really upon deeper investigation and yeah. like you're talking about is there just a sense of energy is there a physical location of that feeling yeah. is there is it thinking based um Yeah, I don't know that's it's really interesting. I was and as you're talking I was wondering if you had any kind of notion and I also I I maybe confusion is also a feeling. Yeah, that that is also a feeling and uh like this question that where am I feeling that? I think then I uh, brought my awareness to my face and somehow maybe they we have this notion that uh our face can tell that what I, what we are feeling right now. So mm-hmm. I was checking whether do I have a smile on the face or <laughs> is it mm-hmm. a frown? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think th- that is part of our conditioning that we are uh, the way we have this, uh, the way we present ourselves to the world. So it, it is through us either through a smile or you know our expressions on the face. So suddenly my awareness went to the face, asking this question, "How am I feeling?" But then I realized maybe I need to check uh, in the heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. What I wonder you... how much that like on a, in an interpersonal way how much that is also dependent on like what we perceive other people perceiving on our face I'm just thinking of like our interaction right now and my continual gauging and assessments of your nonverbals and what that is telling me about myself and like what I might be communicating to you and then I'm constantly adjusting sort of to that probably with very little awareness of it until i tap into it. Mhm. Right. So what is it for you uh in terms of that uh emotion? So if i ask you what are you feeling right now? What what comes up for you? Mhm. And it is interesting you mentioned the head and and how i said i was staying on kind of the surface level within that one minute. Mhm. And i felt very much in like physically in my head not really that i was thinking just kind of located up here it feels really kind of small and diminished relative to maybe how i know life can feel which is like vast mm. in a pretty beautiful way mm. um i noticed and i've kind of felt this way throughout the day today and it's mm. it's not a sad feeling it's sort of a there's more than this feeling um and kind of just stuck in here and it was reminding me of the a meditation you did last time i think where we were talking about the location of the self mm-hmm. and how we can often 
be localized, like just feeling like we're up in the head or maybe right behind the eyes. Yeah. Um, and then the possibility of moving that awareness of self down into the body. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. So I think for me, maybe we're resonating with each other because there was even a little bit of a confused, I don't know exactly what this feeling is, feeling. Mm -hmm. um, is it is it like an energy like the the thing that you said about your face and you feeling something in your face up in your head is it like can it also be a physical sensation do you feel it physically or uh, is it just in in a form of a thought i would say that i do feel it physically and it feels kind of small and almost like there is a cutoff point sort of at at the neck where, mm -hmm. and where there's a, a tightness and I can even feel it as I speak. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I do feel it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just wondering what, what and where am I feeling right now? Yeah, yeah it's so it's, true that uh, our awareness is so focused towards our face. <laughs> and uh, when I do, uh, I think, chakra practice, that is when I feel that balance wherein I'm able to feel that energy throughout the body. But then in, 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 in a normal waking state, it's usually towards my face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, because when I will ask this question that what am I feeling right now, then I will go to my face rather than maybe also uh, asking the other parts of the body because all the parts of the body are important. You know, mm -hmm. I need to ask my hand, I need to ask my legs, my abdomen, how are you feeling mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. But somehow if I'm, if I'm asking this question, how am I feeling right now? It's just my awareness is going to towards my face. Huh. So somehow we have, uh, there is a partiality here. <laughs> yeah. There, there was something like a little bit liberating about the way you just said that. And I had a vision of me asking my hand, how am I feeling? Mm. Um, and not, not really, not asking my hand, how are you feeling? Like physically the hand, but mm. asking my hand as like the seat of all of me and of my awareness, mm. how, how am I feeling right now? And it's almost like it's a separate entity, but it's mm. still me versus going inside my quote unquote head, hmm. it feels a little bit more like a, an echo chamber um, in here where, and it's a little bit more dissatisfying and a little bit more uh, mm, sterile, I think up here. Hmm. But this idea of me asking my hand, how am I feeling right now? There's almost like a, a child playness to it and a sort of, there's like a sweetness to it. Uh, hmm. How's that sounding to you? I think it's like uh, now you're talking about the hand. So if I uh, ask this question that how am I feeling? Then I think there is, uh, I feel a reunion right now hmm. <laughs> with my hand. Hmm. You know, uh, as if uh, this was some person whom I neglected. And now that I'm bringing my awareness to it and I'm asking this question, there is, I can feel this connection. Uh, maybe this love between my hand and me. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, actually. You want to try that for 
like 10 seconds. I just was interested in doing that right now with myself and seeing yeah. what came up yeah. for me. Um, yeah. Are you interested in doing that just for a few seconds? Sure, sure, yes. And so for anyone listening, I'm just gonna be in my mind asking my hand the question of how am I feeling? Hmm. And if you're listening, you might even do this as well or pause here and try this if you'd like to do it with a little bit of extended time or you could do it with any part of your body that might be interesting, maybe especially one that you select or that stands out to you. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I could just say, Saka, that uh, for me, it feels similar to like what you were describing, a union, and I'm almost... <laughs> It's weird. I've, I feel sort of like cared for by my hand um, yeah. in a way that's like a hug and is like relieving of some pressure, I think, that I might put on myself sometimes that it might also exist up, quote unquote, up in the head and the thinking mind and the notion, the idea of Charles as this kind of person that yeah. should be filling my days with this kind of thing and being productive and high performing and mm. all of these things. And then the kind of feeling the hand coming in and saying like, it's all okay. And however you are today is, is more than enough. And uh, yeah, something really uh, kind of comforting about that. I also just feel a lot of sensation in my hand, which brings yeah. me back to just the experience of the body. Um, yeah. 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 What about for you? Yeah, similar. I, when I asked my hand, then uh, there were a few answers, uh, and uh, as if it was like my hand was talking to me, and it was saying that I'm feeling loved, but I'm also feeling heavy right now because as mm. soon as I put my awareness on my hand, it started feeling heavy. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think these were the two main uh, answers that came through. And I was wondering that. Uh, what if we ask this question to the parts of our body that might require healing uh, in the sense that, you know, maybe there is some physical ailment that we have, there is a wound on our knee. And if we just ask this question to our knee, that how are you feeling? And if we reuni reunite with our knee the way we are doing right now, will the question is, will that heal my knee? What do you think about that? It's really interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's, it makes me think of what we might call the placebo effect, which mm -hmm. maybe really is something very powerfully physiologically going on when mm -hmm. we actually believe in something and send mm -hmm. like a belief and a message within ourselves. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. that was making me think too of, uh, even beyond like a physical issue or mm. ailment. Yeah. Something somewhere where we might hold, or maybe not hold, but wherever we sense like an emotional pain or hurt or mm. insecurity or fear, 
because I can imagine maybe for myself and for you and anyone listening, if, if you were to ask right now and sit for a moment, you would sort of be able to identify somewhere in your body that is associated with emotional pain or, or fear, or that brings you back to a childlike state. Mm. And it might be interesting to ask that physical part of your body as well, this question of how are you feeling or how asking that, how am I feeling? Hmm. Yeah, right. I think it can also be uh, asked uh, to the heart that how how are you feeling? Because a lot of, I think, a lot of uh, emotions as maybe as human beings, we feel a lot of emotions there in our heart. Hmm. So if we are asking the heart or if we are asking, uh, you know, let's say I'm not able to speak and communicate to someone. So if I ask this question to my throat, that how are you feeling? Uh, this also reminds me of something that Joe Dispenza, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza said that where you place your awareness is where you place your energy. Hmm. So if we are placing awareness on that part of the body, we are actually providing energy to that part. And maybe it's like, you know, uh, filling with life and maybe it has that potential to heal with hmm. that energy, with, with hmm. our awareness. Mm. that's very interesting actually where would you not that you need to share about it but is there somewhere that you in particular would send that awareness like for yourself uh i think i would uh send it to my throat mm. because uh i've been like having this issue of cough, regular cough, and uh, I have just ignored it and not uh, maybe, you know, ask the question that, how are you feeling? And it reminds me, it, it, it brings me this, to, this, to this idea of a child who is maybe neglected by the parents. Hmm. You know, when you don't pay attention to a child and you don't take care of the emotional needs, then the child would grow up in a certain way, which might not be very uh, healthy. But when we are providing that care, that attention mm-hmm. as a parent to the child, that child is flourishing. And in a similar manner, manner I'm thinking about the different parts of my body right now, you know, mm-hmm. wherever I need to send that energy, uh, wherever they require that attention, that if I become a parent of that part of my body and consider it as a child, and if I give that love, uh, if I give that care to that part, uh, that attention that it requires, can I heal myself? So hmm. that is the question that's coming to my mind right now. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense to me, like that we could maybe from a young age habitually treat parts of our bodies with neglect to some extent, or yeah. maybe. I'm thinking of how it might physically manifest of like a constant sort of tension, almost requiring, and this is interesting too, how it might play into with a child where maybe if they don't receive the love and just complete acceptance and care from the the, the parent figure, they might respond by Mm -hmm. developing some sense of who they are that is compensating for that and is is shielding this this more vulnerable raw part of who they are that was always totally worthy of just being accepted for being a person 
but they then developed a sense of me in order to receive that love and acceptance. But then it also can never really receive it because it's not actually a representation of who they are underneath all those layers of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking of that as our physical parts of ourselves that might have learned to habitually tense up or, or tighten or hang on or whatever that is. And maybe there's a there's a way that they've learned to do that in order to be like quote unquote good enough or or something like that when they never really needed to. And exactly. all that they do really need is for us to turn to them now and say, you know, hey, thank you so much for everything that you've done for me yeah. and all that you've tried to do. And that's like the best that that's all you knew how to do. Uh, yeah. but actually you don't need to do that. Um mm-hmm. very true. It, it also, uh, I think you were talking about that tensing part and uh, how neglect can cause them to develop that tensed energy. Uh, I was thinking about uh, the tradition uh, and the culture that I come from. And in that culture, there's a lot of shaming around the sexual organs of the body. Mm-hmm. So since I, for a very long time of my life, I was that part of my body was neglected by me. And there was some sort of a tensing there. And then uh, when I opened up my mind, when I uh, was deconditioned with that idea, then I started paying attention to that. And that was when I developed that relation again with that part of my body. Mm. So, yes, I think uh, a, a, phrase, a term that is coming up in my mind and that is used, as you would know, uh, in, in psychology and inner child healing maybe, is reparenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherein maybe we can reparent our different parts of our body, you know. Mm. Uh, maybe we have neglected them for so long uh, and not just physical body, as you said, you know, maybe it's the emotional body or maybe it's the energetic body. Maybe it's the stuck emotions that we have in the body. And if we like reparent those parts of the body, if we pay that attention, care, love. So like, this is just an idea right now that it might uh, heal and it might, you know, maybe we Mm. develop that relation again with that part of the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is really interesting. A lot of this is a theme that comes up often in the individual work that I do, the, this notion of the inner child. Mm-hmm. And it can be a difficult notion to work with, I think. Um, mm-hmm. This is maybe a way of approaching it like slightly differently and maybe in a way that's pretty tangible right now. Like just mm-hmm. find a part of your body and open up to it and mm-hmm. ask it how it's feeling and let however it's feeling be totally okay. Um, yeah and let go of the judgment about the feeling and let go of the judgment about how weird it might feel to be asking yourself how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think right. that there's a question that might come up for people in trying to do this is like, well, how do I do it? Or, and, and if I try to do it, well, nothing happens. And, or it's just like, it feels kind of dumb to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that voice to me that is making those judgments is like the internalized quote unquote parent figure that is keeping you from looking there and saying, no, don't look there because you're, you're bad or you're stupid or 
you yeah. shouldn't. You just listen to what I say because because that's what we do. Uh, exactly. And 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 my feeling is that to notice that too, and that's just a part of this process. And then just stay with it long enough that something else will come up. That something mm -hmm. else that is maybe likely really tender, and nothing really has to be said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's a wonderful point because it also uh, reminds me of the fact that uh, we there is a, a lack of acceptance of various parts of our body, uh, especially in the society today. If you see that if you know if your nose it, nose is not in a certain way, then you will go for a nose job. If you uh, if your lips are not in a certain way, then you will change that through surgery or even uh, you know the notion around having a certain waistline and you know uh, if there is fat around the belly then there is shaming around that as well and mm -hmm. even it i can i can uh, sense that in me although i try to be as vulnerable as i can be but i can sense that in me if there is fat around my belly and i would uh, unconsciously or consciously maybe try to hide that part of my body somehow mm -hmm. Uh, and not present it properly, uh, then uh, there is shaming of that part of the body. And then maybe it might be difficult to work on that part of the body because we have totally neglected that part of the body. We are not, there is no acceptance because there is this idea of, uh, you know, the notion of a perfect looking man or woman who has this figure and who uh, who is tall, who is uh, the physique is good who is fit physically and when we are not that when we don't align ourselves with that picture uh, of that perfect man when there is a gap in that then whatever is there in, on our body which is not fitting into that picture is shameful and then we don't accept that and then we hide that part of the body and I think that, was, that, would, that will only uh, elongate the duration of the process if that part of the body requires healing. Hmm. If we what do you think? Sort of searching externally to make that part meet some ideal that it might just contribute to the length of time or duration it would take to actually heal, to get that thing maybe ultimately that it is that we're looking for because it won't actually come through that external search. Yeah. That, brings up an interesting question. Maybe this is a question for another time because I think this is a whole other realm, mm -hmm. but there's some security in this idea, like the idea that you're talking about uh, what society views as attractive or successful. There's some kind of shared within a particular culture or subculture mm -hmm. within a particular culture or region. There's some sort of shared vision of what that is or what mm -hmm. it means to be those things. Yeah. But without that, there's, I mean, there's a lot of potential liberation there in finding your own answers to what that is, but it's also maybe kind of scary and vulnerable. And there is no, like, well, what do I do then? And so maybe you open up to it and that's overwhelming to consider the freedom of that. So fall back into, well, at least there's a structure here even if I see through it and I know that I need to look internally, I don't know what I'm going to find there and I don't know what's there. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, uh, it's a good topic to discuss. And I think the first 
step that we would this is what comes to my mind right now is that uh we might need to work on our self acceptance and self esteem because this idea that uh, is embedded into our collective conscious as you said uh, or collective unconscious is that we uh, need to be in a certain way and it comes from the uh, celebrity culture you know how the ways how celebrity or celebrity looks and then there is this lack of acceptance of our own body the way we look or the way we function in the society and first if we have that acceptance and this acceptance that whatever i am right now in 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 the sense of the physical body whatever i am right now i am perfect as i am right now so if we first have that acceptance and if i can accept that maybe then i can look at my belly fat you know that have that i have right now because mm-hmm. then i don't have that notion i need to get those six pack abs mm-hmm. to to display it maybe then i will be able to love it and uh, once i accept it and maybe look at it at least with love and care and then uh, from there develop that relationship then mm-hmm. so there's the potential that it's all available right now maybe regardless of, of however far away someone feels from their goal or their ideal yeah yeah because it comes to my mind that if we are not accepting that if we are just hiding that then we cannot work on that mm-hmm. so the, uh, as you said you know the, a lot of listeners would have this question that how can we work on it so the first step what i think would be self acceptance but which could feel and i want you to continue that but which yeah. could feel to someone like that's the end of the game okay. and i work on myself and then i get yeah. there but i i am in alignment with you that that is an illusion hmm. maybe that keeps the illusion alive that i can get somewhere else that then i'll yeah. feel acceptance versus what might feel much more difficult of the actual direct i accept myself totally as i am as i am right now yeah even if whatever i have on my body you know even if my nose is not perfect even if uh you know i have an extra finger on my hand mm-hmm. or whatever it is yeah uh, having acceptance uh, of that how do you think one can develop that uh, self acceptance at the me the first thing that comes up is just enough stillness and silence and mm-hmm. there's one practice that i kind of like which is is just internally saying whatever it is that you want to the way you would describe that like i am enough Mm-hmm. i am totally lovable and acceptable whatever it is just saying that internally and repeating that and noticing whatever resistance comes up and being just being really aware of whatever that voice is like mm-hmm. and maybe being aware of where that has come from because often i think that's the internalized voice of it might be your parent figures or it might be society maybe these people had no intention of internalizing that into you and maybe it's because they feel that about themselves and then that's yeah. just that message has been passed on and internalized into you this yeah. this idea of like no other people are enough i know that but there's something wrong about me and yeah. and i could never be enough just as i am but to mm-hmm. sit with that the statement i think long just keep staying with it long enough there's 
and I even feel like my eyes well up as I start to describe it. There's, mm -hmm. there is, I think, a tenderness that inevitably comes up if you just stay with that kind of statement long mm -hmm. enough, notice that you're the, the criticism that happens and just be aware of that and then keep staying down below to a deeper level where I mm -hmm. think you can be with what is like really your inner child self mm -hmm. that's still very much so alive and a part of who you are today and has always been a part of you. And of yeah. course, that part of you, like mm -hmm. when was it that you changed from being an infant that was, of course, totally lovable and acceptable and didn't have to do anything to be those things. When is it that you change from that to someone that needs to meet conditions in order to be enough? So I yeah. think there's a way that we can all still really feel into that part of ourselves that was there from the very beginning and yeah. really directly relate to that and, and feel the, yes, of, of course I am completely, yeah. totally good enough as I am right now. Um, yeah. And I think other ways of doing that are like, even, you know, visualizing yourself as a child, the child version of you, or even having a picture of your child self and, mm -hmm. and sending like the feeling of compassion and acceptance mm -hmm. to that part of you. And then really importantly, I think it, it's the next step is that it needs to come back to who you are now, because I think it can feel easy to do that for mm -hmm. your child self, because mm -hmm. of course, but then maybe much harder to actually say that about who you are now, mm. Um, mm. Which, which brings me back to the asking like a part of our body, um, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? I was kind mm. of thinking the importance of both of those questions of asking my hand, how are you feeling? Or asking my, because when you said your throat, the throat mm. was the part of my body that came up too, mm. which has, I think, a lot to do with historical anxiety and insecurity and which manifested, I think, socially with fear that centralizes here. Um, mm. But asking that part, how are you feeling? Which is maybe kind of me asking my child self, how are you feeling? Yeah, but then yeah. importantly, the other question of asking that part of, because that's part of me too, as I am right now. Mm. And my hand is part of me too. Asking that part, how am I feeling? Um, mm. Because that, I don't know, that's the way I think of this inner child work is going down all the way to your core feeling the acceptance for that part of yourself and then like coming back up and, and filling your whole body with complete acceptance as you are right now in this moment, because you're the same person. Yeah. No, that's wonderful. That's the wonderful deep insight. And as you said, it's, uh, it's, it's deeper, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's much deeper than just asking the physical body because a lot of shame comes from uh, uh, our childhood, as you said. And I think to add to that, I would say that maybe also uh, you, these voices that we hear in our head, and as you said, you know, there is a contradiction because I might be saying that I am perfect, I am enough, uh, but then there is this voice that is coming from within, or maybe it's coming from my subconscious, and it's telling me, no, you are not. <laughs> no, you have this, uh, 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 you, have, you, you look this way, you are not yet that perfect figure or maybe you are not uh, that perfect man yet so there is this contradiction that's coming from within it's a very subtle voice but then if we pay attention to that voice and as you said if we go back to our childhood and ask ourselves where is that coming from then maybe also questioning the validity of that conditioning you know maybe let's say someone said it can be a parent or it can be uh, a friend in school or uh, or a relative, they said that 
you you this is not right in your body or this part of your body is not right maybe asking the validity of that contemplating on the validity of that statement is that really true if if that is not perfect then how do i need to be mm-hmm. and you know i think it's a it's a it's a detailed conversation because then the answer would come up oh maybe you need to be like george clooney or someone you know tom hanks maybe mm-hmm. but then uh then also asking that question why do i need to be like that why cannot be i be just myself mm-hmm. why do i need to be someone else mm-hmm. so having that discussion with the uh, the statement that was given to us from from someone mm-hmm. uh, questioning the validity of that that can also be helpful in this case yeah it's a really interesting question like just the deep question of why why is it what and and without because i think if there's any if there's a sense of uh like conflict or or combating between those two well, if there's a defensive sort of well why should i be that way i think it might pull up defensiveness internally from the other side and then it might not go anywhere but just the real question of like well well honestly why why do i what is what's why do i need to look that way and yeah. then wait for the response and then like keep going back and forth and something really interesting might come yeah. up um i think yeah. this is uh this is the cool realm that we've stumbled into particularly in relation to the work that both of we do which is working with individual people and i think trying yeah. to address some of these questions what makes it so hard to accept myself as i yeah. am and mm. how can i like transcend some of that feeling of lack um yeah i wonder how that might continue to come up in our conversations in the future i'm like i'm really excited to hear your perspective on this and to be able to share with you some of these things that maybe only have come up with individual people but to have them maybe come up in this here we're individuals but we also have this potential listening audience here um it's kind of exciting to open up into that realm of like the inner child concept and all of this um yeah and i think with a lot of individuals and i would include myself in that uh, who uh, experience uh, body shaming in any sense and i think this session of today of asking uh, our different parts of the body that how are they feeling this i think this can be really helpful in that aspect of someone who is uh, either experiencing shame from outside or shame from within themselves regarding the way they look or the way their body is Mm. and maybe we can uh, you know uh, end this session with a short meditation in which we uh, we just ask the hand initially but maybe we can extend that that to different parts of the body and uh, uh, so if you are up for it like for a few minutes yes yeah that 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 sounds great to me and just to comment on it's it's very cool for me to reflect on the the path of these meetings and to to remember and feel the confusion that I think we were both in and I wonder if the listener might have also felt in a state of confusion like what are we even talking about right now I think yeah. that's a cool place to be able to be in in a vulnerable way and then to just see what happens and then some there was certainly a theme that arose from that state of confusion just the willingness to be okay within that and then stay with it um Yeah, so I just wanted to to comment on that and my continued appreciation for for your openness to this and the 
the way that you help me uh, explore. No, and I think I, I'm more thankful to you because you guided me in this idea of uh, doing something like this, uh, wherein we just be in the moment and see what mm-hmm. comes up. So thank you for that. And as you said, I can see it as a graph. You know, you were talking about the confusion in the beginning. So I can see as it up, see it as a upward graph in which the initial part of the conversation is at the lower point of the graph where there is confusion, but it's mm-hmm. gradually rising and the conversation is building up. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, and and so if for anyone that if this is their first time listening, we'll we'll often so we start with that minute of silence and then we talk about whatever comes up. And then Sakib is, is this is sort of a talent I think of his that he does in his individual work, which is guides a meditation sort of based on whatever comes up in the moment. Uh, and so then we've been finishing with a short guided meditation by Sakib based on the topics that have come up in our time together. Yes, I think I'm really excited for this because uh, it's like uh, doing a spontaneous meditation, and that is something I really love. Uh, uh, because then it brings up a new meditation for myself, which I can work on. So out of this conversation today, a new meditation comes to my mind. And let's begin with that. Sounds good. Great. Okay. So you can get into your comfortable posture and just make sure that your back is straight, but is relaxed at the same time. And you can gradually close your eyes if you want. And initially, just if you can bring your awareness to your breath for some time. You can place your awareness on your nostrils as you're breathing. Now let's begin with questioning each and every part of our body. How is it feeling? You can bring your awareness to your head and ask your head or any specific part of your head. How is it feeling right now? Listen to any answer that comes up. Or maybe just feel the answer. Mm-hmm. 
rather than listening. And once you are done, maybe you can gradually move your awareness downwards and ask your neck and shoulders, how are they feeling right now? If, they any, if these parts have any request from you, you can cater to that request. Maybe if they ask you to relax, then you can just make them relax. And you can move your awareness downwards in your own time. And ask your chest, how is it feeling? If you want to spend time with any particular part of the body, you can do that. Maybe you just want to ask one particular part of the body today. It's okay to do that. And then once you get the answer, you can ask your abdomen. your back, your arms and hands, your pelvis, your hips, your thighs and knees, your calves and your feet. How are you feeling right now? 
And once you are done, you can gradually open your eyes and come out of the meditation in your own time. So how was this experience? So, something I appreciated or felt like it kind of unlocked something was when you gave permission for the response to be a feeling. This mm-hmm. is necessarily being maybe like a thought wow. answer or a verbal answer or something like that. The, I think that unlocked a capacity to to receive a real response but that wasn't it didn't need to be encapsulated in any particular form yeah language Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i really i like that and i feel i I think i'm going to be thinking about this um and this will be lingering for me I, i love just how this kind of exploration can open up or unlock the new perspective in a little way Mm. and then the perspective just keeps expanding and then more can come in because of that recent unlocking that has just opened up a little bit more so more can come in yeah Um, but I'll really be sitting with this notion of asking these parts of myself how are you feeling and how am I feeling asking quote-unquote them that Mm. what was it like for you to guide no I think uh same and I was uh, I was having this curiosity and maybe because we uh, are short on time right now but uh, I would like to definitely make this meditation longer and take ask each and every part of the body that how is it feeling because even right now it might feel that okay this person is asking me that and how am I feeling how am I feeling but it's not giving me time to answer yeah. <laughs> yeah we need to spend time with each and every part and uh, uh, and feel that so I think that is something I'm going to do it's something uh, really great that came up today in this conversation of ours yeah I bet you could stay just for a really long time with one part yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that will be wonderful actually and I think uh, I believe that a lot of things will come up yeah. <laughs> I think an interesting thing I'll be sitting with is the question of what is the source that is providing the acceptance uh, and the love for these parts of myself um, mm-hmm. with my kind of belief in there not being a particular spot that is the center of me and feeling like what is that the source that is providing that complete acceptance and love for mm-hmm. these parts of myself and for the inner child um, yeah yeah because I think when you uh, you're right because when you uh, say that I want to provide love to this part of the body mm-hmm. then somehow there is a notion that this part of the body is separate from my mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. so what is it that is giving love to that part so I think that's a good question to uh, contemplate on yeah yeah it was reminding me of how you started our meeting today with the use of the term namaste and I'd be interested to hear what that means to you and to me it it's 
it's something, it's a word that I used to feel resistance from because I maybe didn't really understand it. Um, mm. But, and then I, the, I maybe came across this particular definition of it and it was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And it is a feeling, it's encapsulating a feeling that, that I really get, which is I acknowledge the sacred within you. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, where is the I that is acknowledging that? And it's like also the sacred, it's like sacred acknowledging sacred within someone else. Um, yeah. And sometimes I would uh, substitute that with saying that my, the God in me uh, loves the God in you. Mm. So although uh, I feel this God is one, but then again, because we are having these different experiences in life. So yes, yeah. my experience uh, loves your experience. Mm -hmm. totally accepts your uh, experience mm. mm -hmm. well, great. great maybe we should finish there yes it was a great time today thank you so much yeah thank you thanks everyone for listening and we'll i'll see you and see everyone next time sure see you take care mm -hmm.